Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So before we go and to talk to Dr. Carl, there was, here we go, a story that we, I wanted to ask him a little bit about. Mushroom poisoning deaths, a family lunch mystery grips Australia. Apparently two Saturdays ago, five people sat down to a family meal in a tiny Australian town. Within a week, three would be dead, a fourth fighting for life and the fifth under investigating under investigation for potentially poisoning her guests with wild mushrooms. Oh my word. Let's talk about that. Dr. Carla, very, very good morning to you. How are you? Very well. And isn't this whole mushroom fungus thing interesting? Very. They're so delicious but potentially poisonous. Yeah, so, so what is, well, I mean, you'll obviously tell us about that story, but, but, uh, well, I guess it's the story and, and, and how mushrooms can be so, in some ways, healthy and some ways deadly. Well, they can be definitely healthy in that a whole bunch of correlation studies show that if you have 20 grams of mushrooms a day, and that's a small cup, less than 20 gram, less than an ounce, that will reduce your risk of all cancers by 50%. Wow. Wow. 50% reduction by having 20 grams of mushrooms a day. Um, on the other, but mind you, this is a correlation, not a causation. The studies do go over a period of half a century, but at no stage have we worked out the exact pathway by which they cause cancers because, or they prevent cancers mm. because we don't understand cancers. So what we have is causation. So there is a really good causation, or sorry, we have correlation, and we have a mm. really good correlation mm. between firstly, the divorce rate in the state of Maine, and secondly, the daily consumption of margarine over the whole of the USA. Mm. Now there's no way that somebody eating margarine in California will cause somebody in Maine to have a divorce, but there's a perfect correlation, but there's no causation. And there's another beautiful correlation between the consumption of mozzarella cheese and PhDs given in engineering. That kind of makes sense. There might be a causation there because engineers do seem to love their pizza and mozzarella cheese can appear in pizza. But in the case of the mushrooms, we don't know what's going on, so there's just a question. And then the other good thing that mushrooms or fungi have done for us mm-hmm. is give us antibiotics. And in the last century, antibiotics have improved the life expectancy by 23 years. And if it wasn't for antibiotics, me, I personally, Carl, instead of having forearms and legs, would only have one because on three occasions I've had a condition called cellulitis, which is a rapidly spreading infection between the skin planes and it spreads really rapidly. And the treatment is either amputation or death or nowadays antibiotics. And I've had it on both legs and one hand. And in each case it went away with antibiotics and if I didn't have antibiotics, I'd either have only one limb left or else I'd be dead. On the other hand, mushrooms can poison us and they exist around the world. Very, very interesting. So now let's just talk about what is the story in Australia? What happened? Here? Well, in this particular case, we think, but we're not sure, that the mushroom was something called the death cap or Amanita 
phylloides. Now, it turns out there are 14 different types of mushroom poisoning called, called you know, found worldwide, and the mushrooms do it via chemical warfare. You see, the mushrooms don't have legs. They can't run away. So they fight back with chemical warfare, and there's hundreds of different types of mushrooms involved, but there's 14 major classes of chemicals like muscarine or amantadine or gyromitrine or psilocybin or coprine. So there's 14 major classes used of, of chemicals that the mushrooms fight back with around the world. I don't know what there are in Africa. I do know that in the USA, there's 10 of those 14. And in Australia, there's one or two of those 14. And in the case of Australia, it was the death cap or amarita uh, mushroom. And it has a peculiar clinical progress, which goes one, two, three, four. In the first case, in the first phase, you feel really sick and you're upset in your gut and you go to hospital. And then secondly, the second phase, you're in hospital and they haven't done anything for you, but you just get better and they send you home. And in the third phase, you start to get sick really quickly. And the fourth phase, you die. And the treatments are different for each of the different types of mushroom poisoning. And they depend on what you were given. But in most cases, you've got to treat before the symptoms appear. You've got to treat on suspicion alone or else it's too late. If you wait for the symptoms, it's too late and they die. Hmm. And uh, any arrests or any way that, I mean, could this have been intentional or is this likely to have been a, 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 a mistake? No idea. Um, I'm just sticking to the straight science. Right. And I found it fascinating that the mushrooms can attack your brain and cause encephalitis or brain fever or epilepsy. They can attack your liver, your kidney directly or your gut, or they can even attack your muscles in your legs, your arms, and turn your muscles into a protein mush that then goes into your bloodstream. It's called rhabdomyolysis, and that then clogs up your kidneys, and then you die. Sure. So there's so many different ways that these mushrooms can attack us. But on the other hand, they gave us, the fungi, they gave us the first antibiotics, yeah. which improved the life expectancy. And I, I went looking for mushrooms with my French sister-in-law in a forest. She said, come looking with me. Uh, I said, have you done this before in Australia? She said, no, but I've been doing it all my life in France. I know what to look for. Mm. So a whole bunch of us went out in the forest and we went looking for mushrooms. And she cooked them up with butter and just pepper. And it was the best mushroom meal I'd ever had in my whole life. Thank you very much, French sister-in-law. And I mentioned this to my doctor sister-in-law, mm. who's an intensive care doctor. And she said, you're crazy. You're an idiot. Don't you know what happens? I see people with mushroom poisoning all the time. Stop it. You're crazy. And... The way it works in France is that they have a long history of people over centuries going to this part of the forest at this time of the year, yeah, and they pick up these mushrooms. Yeah, as, as, as you were saying it, I was actually remembering my late grandmother who was born and and lived uh, until her early 20, or until 20 in Germany, and she would say the same thing, is that they would go into the forests and they would pick mushrooms. It was absolutely part of uh, their lives and a cultural experience there that they knew exactly what to pick. And uh, I even I remember as a child being quite... Uh, shocked by that because we hear all of these stories about, but but they knew what they were doing in that particular area anyway. And they had a long history, mm. um, and the mushrooms kept on growing back in the same way, and they were hoping that 
spores of poisonous mushrooms had not floated in on the wind uh, and looked exactly the same right, right. because then you could end up in trouble. And, of course, your safest thing is to go in there and then wait one week after the beginning of the season. And if the people who ate the mush- mushrooms in the first <laughs> week are okay, then you'd be okay. And I said, and my French sister-in-law explained this to me, and then she said, but, of course, we still have some deaths every year, and people accept that. It's, so it's that is so French. Very that is rare. so French. It's worth it, you know, for the quality of the food. You know, it's a price you have to pay in order to, uh, you know, in order to to, to eat like that. Uh, we do need to leave it there, Doctor Cole. Thank you thank as you always. Absolutely fascinating about uh, about mushrooms.